Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. We used to think of it as the spirit of Australia, but in recent years, we've had much more of a love-hate relationship with Qantas. Now the man at the helm is on his way out. Today, investigative reporter Stephen Long on how Alan Joyce changed our national carrier and whether our flying experience will improve now he's going. Stephen, Alan Joyce, he'll be gone by the end of the year from Qantas, but my gosh, he's been there for a long time, hasn't he? It almost seems like he's been there forever. Yes. 15 years as CEO by the time he departs, Sam, which Mm. by the standards of corporate Australia is remarkable longevity. We usually see CEOs turn over about every four or five years. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stayer for sure. Okay, so when he was appointed, it was quite a moment really, a gay Irishman taking over the Australian carrier. And it's a credit to this country that a gay Irishman was appointed uh, 15 years ago to be CEO of the company and now we have the first female and it's a credit to the board. It was pretty progressive. Yes, I guess it was. And he was charming. He had that wonderful Irish lilt. (laughs) And you had this charming man and little portent of quite the divisive figure he would Mm. become in Australian society over the years. Mm, There were sort of two sides to him, wasn't there? Because There was the businessman and then there was the human. And I think we all remember he really campaigned heavily in favour of same-sex marriage. Yes, you have a man who is Catholic, who is gay, and fought very hard uh, for the rights of gay, lesbian, uh, trans people. Mm -hmm. I fundamentally believe if you believe in a fair go for all Australians, you should vote yes. And if you believe in love and commitment, you should vote yes. Mm, Okay, and I think we'll all remember the day he was attacked by a Perth man who shoved a lemon meringue pie into his face because of his stance on gay marriage. Uh, That was a memorable moment. Indeed. Here to announce the... (laughs) heck. Uh, I might take a break for a second, guys, and just clean up a little bit. Some would say a supporter of uh, human rights for for people in terms of their sexuality or minority status, but not a great supporter of workers' rights. Okay, so let's now have a look at his running of the airline, of Qantas, because, as you say, there was sort of two sides to this man and he was never really far away from controversy, was he? He was at the centre of one of the biggest controversies mm. in Australian labour relations history. Qantas has been in dispute with three unions over pay and job security for months. It's complicated and protracted. It involves long-haul... Qantas was in dispute with its pilots, with its maintenance workers and key ground staff. Uh, ongoing low-level industrial action that was nonetheless causing a lot of inconvenience and costing a lot of money. Mm. In response to that, Joyce went nuclear. <laughs> he took the nuclear option and in late October of 2011, 
in the lead up to the Melbourne Cup, when a lot of people are flying in Australia, he grounded the entire Qantas fleet domestically and internationally. We have decided to ground the Qantas international and domestic fleets immediately. I repeat, we are grounding the Qantas fleet now. And essentially that was a tactic to force these disputes before the industrial tribunal where he and his advisers correctly anticipated that the union claims would not sustain and the unions lost the battle. Negotiating with Qantas isn't like negotiating with a bull elephant. They're very intent on stomping on you but not much else. And that paved a way for a lot of what was to come. Mm. But Qantas also suffered huge short-term reputational damage. A lot of people thought this was not the Australian way and they also suffered big losses of money that contributed to a significant loss in the tune of $140 million and left passengers stranded around the world. It was mm. big time stuff. Yeah. Well, we're going to go and hire a car, rent a car and drive back and hope the roads aren't full of other stranded Qantas passengers. I had no idea. I had no notification or anything. Yeah, OK. And then let's insert Virgin because, of course, during that time, Many Australians saw another airline and, of course, they had to use another airline during that period. What did we see then? Basically, Virgin tried to seize the opportunity and began cutting prices. And that ultimately culminated in a massive price war between the airlines. While Qantas counts the cost of its battle with the unions and political missiles continue to be fired around the fleet grounding, Virgin Australia is working overtime to capture a bigger chunk of the most lucrative part of the domestic market, business customers. I mean, some people think it actually went close to sending Qantas to the wall. Mm. It slashed its fares so much that in the 2013-14 financial year, it posted a $2.8 billion loss, which in the context of the time was huge. Virgin, you know, Virgin suffered as well. But ultimately, again, Joyce won that because they maintain, by and large, their market share. Now, let's fast forward, Stephen, to COVID because COVID hits and Qantas, just like every airline around the world, takes a really big hit. Another grim day for Qantas with the airline posting a full year loss of $2 billion as COVID-19 continues. How does he respond? He responds in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways he responds is by seizing upon this to restructure the business Mm -hmm. and seize the day to contract out some of its ground maintenance work, uh, to get rid of higher paid workers uh, who were working uh, as pilots, as as cabin crew. Mm. The losses were one side of it. The gains for Qantas in terms of enacting strategies it had been planning to do for years were the other. Qantas has stood down two-thirds of its workforce. 20,000 workers now face an uncertain year. Boss Alan Joyce warned the future of the national carrier is at stake on what he called a terrible day. Yeah, right, okay. And then, of course, we all start flying again when the restrictions are lifted and it all becomes rather problematic, uh, would be an understatement, actually. Mm. It's hard to fly. Yes. Now, the Qantas version of events is that every airline suffered this here and around the world. There was chaos 
bags lost, uh, flights delayed and cancelled, and this was all part of the teething problems coming out of COVID. Uh, the other thing is I think we're all a bit rusty in travelling. I know I am. So what we're trying to do is encouraging passengers to think about what's in their luggage and making sure they're prepared. We're asking My people... firm belief is that in Qantas's case, it was exacerbated by their decision to retrench 1,700 ground staff who were experienced and outsourced their work to third parties in the major airports. They had a lack of experience and things went haywire and people expected better from Qantas. The workers and the union went to court and it was found that Qantas had breached the law by retrenching the workers. Mm. And so Qantas suffered this multi-pronged reputational assault. And Joyce was seen as the architect of all, all of this and was really in the firing line. Mm. And at one point you did try to chat with Mr Joyce at a press conference about all of this, which he didn't particularly like, if I remember correctly. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Qantas Group annual results for FY22. The question I asked was about their labour relations strategy, mm. and I said to him, is it fair? Mr Joyce, mm. is it fair to have people working side by side, doing the same job, employed by different companies, on entirely different rates of pay, all wearing the Qantas uniform. Um, well, Stephen, that's a thing that's done around the industry. And, and I pressed him again, is it fair? And eventually, and he looked very uncomfortable, his response was, it's a necessity. Oh, it, it's, a, it's a necessity for, for us to keep, uh, to keep um, our business going. That line of questioning was so unpopular, I was escorted out of the building by security. This is not the environment to try a forecast. Can we go to other questions? You're a menace. <laughs> <laughs> now, just tell me, Stephen, how has Alan Joyce managed to ride through all of these controversies, come out the other end, still managed to earn $2.2 million a year, still have bumping profits for Qantas? I know you've mentioned the workforce changes, which have helped with the profits, of course, but what else was going on? A number of things were going on. I'd say in terms of how he's ridden it out, he's had the steadfast support of the board of directors mm -hmm. of Qantas over many years. But his fixation with costs came at a cost. Qantas has invested in new fleet, as all airlines do, but critics maintain it hasn't invested nearly as much as it should have and that under Joyce, investment in new aircraft that are more efficient that use less fuel, that require less maintenance than the older fleet that Qantas carried, has basically left it in a position where it's delayed a whole lot of necessary expenditures. And the cynics say that to boost his own bonuses and boost the share price short term, Qantas has delayed this investment under Alan Joyce. That is the key criticism of the company. Mm, so hang on a minute. We're flying around in old planes by the sound of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And it's going to fall to his successor. Mm, okay, so let's look at his successor now and what she will do. It's Vanessa Hudson. She's the current chief financial officer. She's been with Qantas for a really long time, since 1994, so she's had a lot of experience there. But what do you think she'll change or has she just been past this rather big financial mess having to buy all these new planes? On the face of it, this looks like a 
situation where the board is backing very little change, where they're going for continuity. Mm. And so I would expect the Joyce culture to continue. The issue she's going to face is that they're going to have a big bill for new aircraft. So whether she'll be able to garner the kind of salary bonuses and shareholder returns that Joyce was able to is an open question. And I think it's pretty clear we've fallen out of love with Qantas in recent times. Do you think we can love it again as much as we used to? That'll be the question. Will Australians continue to fly Qantas out of some sort of vestigial loyalty to the airline that's been part of the Australian fabric? Mm -hmm. Or will customers be as hard-nosed as Alan Joyce and say, we're going to go where we get the value. We're Mm. going to go where the fares are cheaper and maybe the accoutrements on the aircraft are just a little nicer. Stephen Long is an investigative reporter. You can see his last Four Corners piece on Qantas from the 5th of September last year on iview. The chairman of Qantas says Alan Joyce did a superb job in challenging circumstances, delivering several record profits. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Veronica Apap, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with Madeleine Jenner, where she'll be looking at the King's coronation and whether Charles can hold the monarchy together. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.